I have fought anxiety. I have combated anxiety, but I am not that. And I want to help you invite that power back into your vernacular today to be able to recognize that you do not have to submit to an identity of anxiety. You're listening to In It. This is for anyone who is in the trenches, in the process and pursuit of a life fully lived. And I want you to know that I'm with you. I'm your host, Lindsay Plaviak. Let's do this. So today's episode is about a topic that I'm really passionate about and something that I have personally navigated. And please forgive my voice. I think I, I've gone from 80 degrees one Saturday to like 30 degrees on Sunday. It dropped overnight and my throat is, I'm fine, but the, the nasal passages are um, figuring out the intense climate shift <laughs> from 80 to, to 29 <laughs> here in Nashville. And, uh, my, my, uh, larynx, what is this? Your larynx, whatever's going on back here, the pharynx, the larynx, whatever. Something in this middle path where my vocal cords have to hit is sounding a little <laughs> interesting. So thank you for the grace as I share these things. And I'm talking about, uh, anxiety today. And I've talked about fear before and how I've struggled with fear in like my past episodes, but I really want to hone in specifically on anxiety. Before I dive in and before I talk about this, let me please preface by saying that this is in no way me telling anyone what to do. This is not me giving any type of medical advice. I'm not a doctor, anything along those lines. Uh, but I am going to simply share my personal story in the hope that it will be able to help someone else because I truly do believe that storytelling is very powerful. And I do believe that breakthrough really happens through people's story. And uh, I wanted to share my personal journey with my own anxiety walk, not only for the past and the past seasons, but really just this last year. A lot of what I've focused on this season has really just been within the last year of my life. <laughs> and um, and uh, I really want to share just kind of what I've done to help myself with navigating anxiety over these last couple of months. So essentially, I understand that anxiety is something that is ever ever present. It's around. It's very prevalent. Uh, this is something that a lot of us have been experiencing more recently over the last few years, this year, and with valid reason. Uh, it just seems like for whatever reason that life is just getting harder. And any hardship or threat to the quality of life being impaired is absolutely anxiety-inducing or can create perfect opportunities for anxiety to begin, to flare up, to be present. And uh, it's, it's like I said, with valid reason. There's a lot of shit going on right now. And it's a lot to take in for any of us. And I think the one curse that we have that maybe, you know, because hard times are nothing new. And current events are nothing new. And the hard seasons of, of and threats of whatnot is nothing new. But however, what is new when present chaos presents itself is the accessibility into which we're able to consume the vast amount of suffering in the world. And that 
is something that is new. And that is something that is a burden that's been put on us. And that is the downside of our phones and the social climate because it it can just be simply too much. I, I truly believe that we are not designed or created to be able to carry such a heavy emotional load on a daily basis. And I believe that that can obviously, of course, of course we have rising cases of anxiety. Of course we have rising cases of depression. Of course we do because it's just a little too heavy. And today I want to tell you about a girl that has had anxiety and has navigated this and how I have been able to really, really help myself in this time in a really good way. Um, I've always been more of an anxious person by nature. I work really, really hard to try to hide that. (laughs) I don't like people being able to pick up on that. I always want to come off strong. I always want to come off confident. And I am strong and I am confident. But there is definitely a side of me that, if I'm honest with you, struggles with being nervous and combating a lot of fear. And uh, David has, my husband has lovingly coined it, nervous energy. (laughs) And nervous energy is right. But now being separated from it for a minute, I can hear it in others even more prevalent. Uh, When somebody is combating anxiety or coming out of survival mode or navigating a season, what has felt like such, um man, I can, I can just pick up on it so quickly. Even the way people are speaking, even the way that the people are communicating that are combating with this, I hear it in the way that they're breathing. It's almost like I'll give an example. So when you're talking, it's like, like, da, 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 da. and then like you hear, you start hearing the, you start hearing the gasp for air is something that I'll pick up on a lot when I am talking to somebody who has anxiety. There's no real room for pause. It's that when you hear them finally catch their breath, in between sentences, you can really pick up on how someone is really feeling and dealing with that or avoidant or just racing thoughts, things like that. And I have definitely combated all of those things and have navigated with those. And I've struggled with this myself. So now I'm, like I said, easily able to detect it in others. And when it comes to mine personally, it's typically been a result from these following things. Any sense whatsoever of feeling trapped any sense of feeling trapped. Trapped also for me has looked like uh, just trying to live a normal day-to-day life. (laughs) I am very much a whimsical person. I'm very much an adventurer. Um, There was a season where I was thinking about my story and there was a season where I lived within one calendar year. I lived in seven different living situations in 12 months. Um, One of those was living in my car for a certain amount of time and living in and out of my car, couch surfing, wherever I could find a place, seven different living situations within 12 months time. And there's something even about within the comfort of my own home, there's something about the stability factor of just being calm that is very unsettling to me. (laughs) And I like to go. I like to be on the go. I like to be moving. I like to go see things. I like to, you know, keep, keep, keep the action going. It's very hard for me to be still and it's very hard for me to uh, just relax. And that can feel like a trap sometimes, like just living day-to-day life. I'm like, I'm trapped. My life's boring. Like, it's so interesting. Any sense of feeling trapped, any sense of feeling like I'm stuck, anxiety is going to be there. Um, financial security, it's my highest motivation. If you know me personally, I'm someone highly driven, not by items, material things, but by financial security, man. I, <laughs> I, I, I take a lot of pride in being able to feel like, man, as long as this box is checked, but if, if anything were to threaten that, whew, you would see the, you would see the anxiety. 
Um, and then obviously getting out of a toxic situation, getting out of toxic relationships in my past, being in relationship with toxic people has absolutely 100% caused a lot of anxiety within me. And obviously, you know, professionally trying to find my place in this world, trying to figure out why I'm here, trying to you know, matter, make a difference. The work that we're doing every single day where we show up and we're trying our best to put ourselves out there to move the needle for our families, all these things are connected. Um, maybe you feel stuck at a job right now. Maybe you feel like you're you're in that stuck job because you're trying so hard to make it. Um, maybe you are feeling just a sense of direction. You're feeling directionless in this season. You know, that can cause anxiety. Maybe you're going through a friendship breakup, a relational breakup. Maybe you're really lonely in this time. All of those things, the news, whatever, all of those things can create anxiety. Those are where mine have obviously come from. And especially to what I've found is if you're navigating whatever season that you've been struggling with anxiety, especially if you've been coming out of a toxic situation, an answer, because I've talked to a lot of people that have been kind of going through this because I went through a really toxic situation and then I got out of it. And then a lot of people have kind of gone through the exact same thing and have asked me for guidance on it. And what I've come to find is, um, what I found is that typically, you know, your body's just processing. You've been in this hyper aware state for a really long time. You haven't even known how long that you've been maybe living like this. Maybe you've been living like this for years. I know for me personally, like I, you know, I can remember back as long as I can feeling anxious, feeling like, you know, on the run, these feelings that I just described to you, all of these thoughts, I, they're as far back as my memory goes, which goes to about 10. I can't really remember anything before this, <laughs> before 10, um, which tells you a lot. But the thing that's really intriguing about it, especially if you've had a traumatic event that's in- introduced anxiety in this time, death, a loss, a job shift, friendship, grief, whatever it might be that's really just put you in this state of hyper-awareness, hyper-fixation, nervous energy, all those things, feeling like you're in survival mode, the unglamorous answer that I have found is that the same amount of time that you've been in that mode may be the same amount of time that is required for healing. And I know for me personally, the more traumatic event has almost been three years and it has taken me about three, almost three years to feel that I've fully healed from it. And so you can realize that even though you're working through it, even though maybe some of you might be farther along with it, you know, here's what I've noticed. Here's here's like where I wanted to share. And this is kind of the crux of, of this conversation is that what I was experiencing and why I feel like this is such an urgent message and why I really want to deliver this today on my podcast is I really want to help somebody get hope. And I want somebody to get help because I'm telling you, I think what I navigated was so severe, so severe. Um, that it's worth hope, hopefully opening the door for another. So this is where mine got over the last two and a half years. We're not just talking like, hey, I can't sleep at night. I'm not talking like, you know, oh, this was all consuming. This was not, hey, I just feel a little nervous. Hey, I'm struggling with talking to people. I am saying that what I navigated, especially within the last calendar year, seemed to be like a experience that was beyond me. What I personally walked through in combating anxiety this last year was wanting to run away, wanting to run, wanting to to hide. Uh, I know that the different coping mechanisms, there's like the fight, there's the flight. I'm telling you what. I have both. (laughs) I will fight you and I will fly. I will fight you and then fly. (laughs) I have both. I will, I will fight. I will run. 
But wanting to run, man, wanting to run just to get away, run away, I was feeling that so intensely. Um, the inability to trust other people, to be around other people. I was overreading situations. Uh, one of my strengths is a deliberative strength. Again, if you have not taken your Gallup Strengths Finders on Clifton Gallup Strengths, please download it. I will include the link in my show notes so you can figure out your strengths. I've talked about this a lot. One of my top strengths is deliberative, which is being able to look for landmines, um, 100% a survival skill. <laughs> However, what ends up happening is it's really great for you to be able to detect potential problems. But if you're over-functioning, it's going to be like you're reading and you're seeing a problem everywhere. I was seeing problems everywhere. I was seeing landmines in every single situation. I was over-reading. I was panicked. I was constantly thinking people were were upset with me. That had no reason I would I, – I was creating irrational situations in my mind. It was so hard for me to be around people. I think I spent 2022 mostly alone. Um, Overreading situations, uh, you know, panic, worst case scenario running. I was running scenarios 24 7. Again, my number one strength, strategic thinking, being able to run scenarios when it comes to business, when it become when it comes to being able to help people find pathways to success, a phenomenal skill. If you're over-functioning, you're gonna be running scenarios about things that will never happen to you, but you will have them played out, detailed, and um it's a lot of time wasted, friend. I think that's the hard part that I've realized is it's a lot of time wasted. Even though it feels like you need to do that, you don't. And But I didn't have a choice because my brain wouldn't, wouldn't relinquish it. Um, this one for sure, an inability to speak. You guys, I couldn't communicate. I couldn't communicate. I'm actually having a hard time communicating today, which probably goes to show that this is just such an important episode to get out there because I am feeling... Uh, the challenge in communicating even as I'm talking to you. But I, I was combating this, this inability to speak. I felt like I had lost my voice. I felt like I couldn't talk. There's so much reason why I believe that that was the case. I believe that something was actively pursuing my ability to speak and to take it from me. Um, and friends, it even advanced so much into night terrors. Um, I really struggled at night. The dark was really troublesome to me. Um, it, it, it was just not good. Um, I was restless at night. I could not sleep between the worst case scenarios, between the night terrors, um, and ultimately to intrusive thinking. I could not think. I could not, um, I could not think clearly. And the intrusive thoughts were so severe that it really did almost feel like I didn't have full access over my mind, um, which is terrifying. That's absolutely terrifying. Uh, to feel like you can't think clearly because thoughts are actually intruding um, your ability to think and you couldn't stop them. Um, that was that was some of the hardest. Uh, ultimately, even so, guys, this is why this stuff is so serious. It actually became uh, physical pain and chronic physical pain. Um, I've navigated on and off chronic pain for a long time. I think in this year as a 34-year-old person, I'm realizing how much of the pain in my body is directly linked to anxiety and the anxiety that I have combated. When I'm able to get my anxiety under control, there's less pain in my body. And that is shocking and unbelievable and real. Um, and when I'm calm and when I'm in a better state, I have less physical pain. Um, but the chronic pain was residual. 
And that was a direct result of my anxiety levels at the time. I had travel anxiety, so much intense emotion. I wasn't able to to go and and the thing the thing this is how you know this is beyond our flesh, is that so much of these things. Number one, we're not even called to it. Uh, I feel like if you are a faith based person, you know the Lord did not give you a spirit of fear, but of a sound mind, of sound mind, and. Any of this stuff that is happening here, this is not of God. This is not, this is not like the plan for you. <laughs> and that's where I'm trying to say, I love traveling. I love seeing the world. I love going to places. I just went on this trip to Scotland, you guys. This trip to Scotland is so deeply connected to this podcast episode because I had wanted to go on this trip to Scotland for the last two years of my life. I went with my mom back in 2018. Guys, fun fact, I used to travel all the time. I went to Ethiopia. I mean, I was on a 17-hour flight to Ethiopia and I was like, yes, let's go. I mean, I went to Haiti. I went all over. I've been to Scotland before. It was amazing. No fear, none. The last two years, I was combating so much intense anxiety to travel and fear, which is not characteristic of me. And it's not characteristic of my heart's desire because I want to travel so much. It's such a passion. It's such a passion. And I had gotten so afraid to even get on a plane. I couldn't sleep the night before flights. I was up all night. I was, you know, I would just be sweating. I was seeing visions in my head of planes dropping out of the sky, of horrible things happening, of 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 things being taken over. The minute I would get on a plane, I was having those thoughts the whole time. I'm on the plane. I'm sweating profusely. If there was one pinch of turbulence. I would just be shaking and out of control. Um, My nervous system was just absolutely shot trying to get on a freaking flight to go see my family, to go over on here, to go here. There was such a process. And then on the other side of the trip, because there was so much travel anxiety that I was navigating on the trip, my body was just suffering. I'm telling you, I would get off the plane. I have to go change my entire wardrobe because I was soaked. (laughs) I would come off the plane after the trip and I got sick every single time. Every single time I would travel except this trip that I just took, which is such a cool story. Um, I'm so excited to share a little bit of it with you. But the truth is, is that I wanted to take this trip for so long. And I was so afraid to go. I was terrified to go. And something in me knew that there was a reason why this trip was going to be so profound. And it probably was because I was going to record this episode for you today to be able to talk about the fact that some may not agree with me, but I do agree and believe strongly that you can be free from anxiety. (laughs) Um, And I know that you know, listen, my background is psychology and studio art. I have two degrees in both. (laughs) And for what it's worth, I do have two degrees in it and um, studied it for four years. Studied it actually for much longer because I did advanced programs in my high school for psych and whatnot because I was going to be an art therapist. That was actually what I was on track to do um, and to become. And I spent a lot of time studying all of this stuff. Listen, I understand that in a textbook called the DSM, (laughs) I understand in a textbook, in a book, a medical diagnostic book called the DSM criteria for mental and uh, any type of mental condition struggle, that that stuff is real. That stuff is diagnosable. I understand this is clinical. I I recognize all of that. I do. And I'm not trying to argue with any clinical diagnosis years today. I'm not trying to fight nobody. I'm not trying to, um, discredit psychologists, psychiatrists and the work that they do. And I'm not trying to discredit you um, and your personal experiences for what you might be combating. However, friend, 
I'll tell you right now that some of those criteria I fully believe are good people, good doctors trying to reconcile things that are beyond you or I. Um, and I feel that really strongly when it comes to this. And I do feel that I have a message today for someone who has been really combating this, that there is freedom from this. I do. I want to say it. Now, am I saying I'll, I'll never struggle with this ever again? No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. But I am telling you that after months of what I have felt has felt like a personal torture, that I'm experiencing freedom. And I want to talk to you today about some things that I've done and some things that have happened to me that have helped me get there because I want to ultimately help you get there and to get anybody that's feeling like they need this to reach out and to really start getting that support for themselves, okay? So I've kind of broken it down into a couple things that I've personally been doing that have really helped me. So I want to talk about uh, some things that I have done that have tremendously helped me over the last course of the last couple months when it comes to navigating my uh, navigating this and the anxiety that I've combated. And the first one that is so profound that I was challenged on multiple times, I even caught myself as I was recording this episode and I was able to change the language in real time that has made such a profound difference for me is that I've actually had to change my language in communicating around anxiety. Okay. I had to stop saying I have anxiety. I am anxious. My, this one's, this is the big one. My anxiety, my anxiety. I even said at the beginning of the episode, cause I'm still trying to break this. My anxiety. I have anxiety. I am anxious, especially my anxiety, because these are very bold declarations that I'm saying, or that I've said over myself because it is tied to my identity. If I say mine, that means I own it. That means I take ownership of it. It's mine, my. I have anxiety. I am. I read something once that said you should be very careful about the, about the words that follow I am. Anytime that you say anything after I am, you should be really careful about what those words are. And essentially what I was saying over and over and over and over and over and over and over myself is I am anxiety. I am anxious. I am afraid. My anxiety. I take ownership of my fear. I am an anxious person. This is something that I deal with. This is something that I have. This is something that I will never be free of. I am this. I identify as anxious. I am these things. This is so much bold declaration over who you are and what our word our words have a lot of power our words speak life or death every freaking day of our lives over us and i and it doesn't we don't realize we're doing it because we're trying we're people trying to describe experiences that we're having we're people trying to communicate our emotions and our feelings so that people understand what we're going through this is harmless in the sense of like no one's walking around i feel like trying to just be a victim. I, I don't, I don't, that's not the intention of what I'm communicating here. I'm saying that you have to change your language around this. You have to begin to try. You have to begin to try. I think this is one of the hardest parts when it comes to breaking off anxiety is changing your language around anxiety. Just a couple things that I've shifted to is that I have said, I have combated anxiety. When combating anxiety, uh, I have struggled with anxiety. Um, 
but I, but I have released the my. I'm releasing the my. Like this is not mine. This is not of me. This is something that I have battled. I like that word because it makes me feel like I am fighting something and that gives me some power back. You know, I have fought anxiety. I have combated anxiety, um, but I am not that. And I want to help you invite that power back into your vernacular today to be able to recognize that you do not have to submit to an identity of anxiety. I want to say that again. I want to give you some power back today that you do not have to submit to an identity of anxiety. Change your language around this. Even small little tweaks can still help you help others understand what you're navigating without owning it, okay? The second thing is that people are, you know, might fight me on this, but trust me, I mean this. If you are combating anxiety in any form, my friend, you have to sweat. You have to move your body and produce sweat. Sweating is one of the greatest things that you can do for yourself to help yourself every single day. Why? Because when you sweat, your body is releasing energy, okay? I'm not saying you got to go to the gym and you got to deadlift all day. I'm not saying that you got to go run a 5K. I'm not saying that you even got to come with me to hot yoga in the 100 degree room and, and, and let it all fall out, okay? That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that if you are an anxious person, if there is anxiety that you are dealing with in this time, in this season, the greatest thing that you could be doing for yourself right now is sweating and moving your body. You got to get that energy out. You got to release it. You've got to start moving it out and helping, whether it's a, whether it's a really, you know, hard walk, whether it is a jog, whether you go to do yoga, go do Pilates, whether you do love getting in the gym and just lifting or what, whatever it might be, okay, you got to move your body every single day. You've got to find and make time for that. 30 minutes. Find 30 minutes somewhere. Find 15 minutes somewhere. Some of those HIIT exercises that you can do, you can get a sweat, get your heart rate up real quick, but you've got to get your heart rate up. You've got to focus on trying to get some of this energy out, okay? I do hot yoga religiously because it is therapy for me. If you are someone that combats anxiety, I cannot recommend hot yoga enough. Oh my goodness, I go in there and as soon as I go in there, I just feel everything relaxing and I'm sweating because the temperature is so intense. I crave it. I Especially now with it getting cold, this is an amazing time. Sometimes in the summer, I won't lie, it's just a little too hot. <laughs> and even me, who's you know seasoned vet with this, and it's a passion of mine, I still, in the summer, I'm like, this is just ridiculous how humid this is. The humid room, I go outside, I feel like I'm in a, a armpit. Um, but even now with it getting colder, if you can find a hot yoga studio, or even, for goodness sake, even just going and sitting in a sauna, getting into a sauna, having some kind of a sauna experience where you can start sweating I can't recommend it enough for you, okay, because it's going to really help get your energy out, okay? The third thing is so important is you need to prioritize your intake of anxiety-producing thoughts, situations, and people, okay? You've got to prioritize the intake, how much you're intaking of anxiety-producing thoughts, situations, and people. And what I mean by that is if there are people that are making you anxious, if there are people that are saying things to you that are creating anxiety, if there are relationships in your life that are pushing through the anxiety, 
and they're, they're making the anxiety worse, whether you're around them or not, this was one of the hardest things. I was out of proximity with the people that had made me the most anxious, but I couldn't stop talking about what had happened. This is for someone. I understand that you're processing a lot of what's going on. I want to also challenge you in love from someone who's been there, that the more that you talk about what happened to you over and over and over and over and over, it's going to keep you in that place of anxiety, 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 because you're reliving the situation. And I'm not saying that you can't talk about it to heal. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about whoever will listen to you. You'll tell them. Whoever will even give an ear because you're just, this is an all-consuming thought. This is now crossover from a thought that, from a situation, now this is an all-consuming intrusive thought. It is now your world conversations, okay? It is, I want to challenge you that in the amount that you're speaking about it, it is also perpetuating your anxiety, okay? Remove those, you remove those people from your life for a reason, or you're removing yourself from them from a reason. Stop giving them air. Stop giving them airtime. Stop giving them your your voice. Stop saying their name. Stop saying their name. Stop referring to them. Whoever it is, just give yourself some a minute to try your best to fill that space, even if it's with good music, even if it's with a good dinner with a trusted friend, even if it is prayer, even if it's worship music, if it's something that you can just try to take your mind and put it towards different things as you're processing all the same thoughts, but just stop speaking so much about what happened. Because I have found that the more and more and more and more that I have just given airtime well beyond, well beyond what anyone had deserved, that it perpetuated my anxiety because I was reliving it. I was constantly reliving it. And I understand that being vocal and verbalizing what's happened or what's created the anxiety, I understand that that's a part of your healing. Trust me, I understand. I think I talked my husband into the ground because I was just trying to make sense of it all. But that was honestly too before I started to pursue the Lord. And I feel like after I started to pursue God, I talked about it a lot less because I, I didn't have to hold on to it anymore, okay? Be mindful of what's making you nervous. Be mindful of the things that are creating anxiety. Guys, listen, I'm going to say it. I used to be the scream queen. Guys, I lived for Halloween. I lived for scary stuff. I used to be editing up all night uh, as a photographer and as a creative. I was up all night watching, you know, because I would have to work late into the night. And I was constantly watching, you know, scary shows because I was like, well, if I stay scared, I'll stay awake. Guys, I was watching some of the craziest things to try to help me like stay awake to edit. If you're a photographer, you know, maybe you're looking for like a good spooker. And I love, you know, true crime. I still do. But even still, you guys, I have just come to find that, you know, if I'm trying to work myself out of an anxious state, I probably shouldn't continue to put myself in an anxious state. For all my people that were watching Sunday Scaries, I loved it. I stopped doing it because I was like, why am I making myself anxious and also making other people anxious? Like, yes, it was fun. I'm not saying these things aren't fun. I'm just saying you get to a place where you realize that your peace is more important. And I think for me in this season, especially with so many things going on in the world, and I have to get on my phone and work every day, I don't want to consume or take in anything that's going to disrupt me even more than I'm already disrupted. But listen, your body's going to tell you if it's not something that we should be watching, engaging with, or talking about 
your body's saying stop. It's We just don't stop long enough to listen to it. The next thing that I wanted to share is, listen, you know, obviously, obviously, if you are combating any type of anxiety, there is, I cannot encourage enough support. I cannot encourage enough getting support. Therapy, counselors. Listen, I personally did not pursue medication. That's my own decision. But I don't think anyone out there needs to be a hero. And those things are there for a reason. Those things are there as tools to help you get on your feet, to help regulate, to help navigate whatever you're going through. And in addition to prescription medication, there is also a lot of holistic avenues to take for supplementation. There's so many things that you can be pursuing supplementally, CBD. There's so many health-based things that you can be trying in order to help give yourself relief from anxiety, okay? Um, do I believe that, you know, medication is a permanent solution? I personally don't. It's my personal opinion. However, I do not think that it should be denied for those that desperately need it and for those that feel like, man, I just really need support right now. Get yourself the support that you need. Get yourself support that you need. They are tools that are there to help you and no one needs to be a hero when it comes to this, okay? One of the last things and this is the one that I think changed it all. And I saved it till the end. And you may think it sounds corny. And you may think I sound like a fool. But I'm telling you right now that the thing that I truly feel actually helped me get through overwhelming, oppressive fear when it came especially to going on my trip to Scotland was prayer. I did not just pray myself. I had multiple trusted people pray over me and asked for that. I asked for people that I trusted, that I loved, that were safe to pray over me. Godly women, godly men to pray over my anxiety because it had gotten to a point that was so bad that I needed prayer. I needed prayer. <laughs> I needed divine intervention. <laughs> And I had, and it wasn't just once, it was multiple prayers that were prayed over me to break off fear in my life, to break off anxiety in my life, and to be reminded of the truth of who I am and who God made me to be. Don't underestimate the power of praying. Do not underestimate the power of prayer that someone can have over you. Do not underestimate the power of any of that. Because I'm telling you that has ultimately been the game changer for me. And I had asked God for help. I had. I had reached out and I said, Lord, please make it end. And sometimes it wouldn't. And that's when I actually did invite other people into the conversation. And I said, hey, this is just beyond me. It's beyond me. And I'm not saying he didn't hear me. I'm not saying any of those things. I'm saying whatever I was navigating at that time was beyond me. And I needed other people to step in with me. And I had to be vulnerable enough to invite them into my situation and say, I need prayer for this. And it actually changed me. <laughs> so that's why I'm sitting here being like, you know what? Those people's prayers really, really, really helped me get there. The day of that I was getting ready to get on the plane, was I, was I scared? Yeah. I had a little bit of nervousness. I was a little afraid when I first got on, but I got there and I got there really good. You know, maybe after like an hour or two, I kind of settled down. Did I sleep on the way there? Nope. 
Did I sleep on the way back? No. <laughs> nope. I was wide awake. <laughs> For those people that sleep on planes, oh, I envy you. But you want to know what? I was able to make the trip and it was really, really, really a life-changing trip for me. I think I saw on the trip why I was so intentionally held back with fear because that's the truth about fear and that's the truth about anxiety is that I believe with my whole heart and I know it might sound silly and I know to people who – I know you guys who have been following my podcast for some time, you've probably seen so many changes within me and I recognize that. And I know that this show is actively changing in real time and it will continue to do so. But what I want to tell you is that there is a reason why I feel that anxiety comes for us. I truly believe that it is the last attempt. I wrote this down actually on an Instagram post that I did and I'm going to read it to you now. I felt for the last two years that anxiety had stolen my peace, so much of my life, my joy, and my strength. It also, it almost felt like I was being tortured by fear. I know that sounds intense, but I'm a tough cookie and this was beyond my strength. Anxiety is a word that gets used too commonplace today, and I want to call it out for what it is. It is torture set to kill you. Do you want to know why it's so intense? Because sometimes, oftentimes what I have come to find is that is the very last weapon set to take you out. I've learned how paralyzing fear can be personally, because if you're riddled powerless to not be able to move, then it's game over and you will never see the fullness of the incredible life and the plan that God has for you personally. Fear has stolen so much and it almost robbed me of so many of these amazing moments that I experienced with my husband for two weeks when I was in Scotland. And I wanted to remind you tonight that for whoever is listening to this today, tonight, wherever you are, that your life is meant to be lived, that your life is meant to be lived. Fear is set to take you out, and to keep you from living. Anxiety is set to take you out and keep you from living. There is a way to peace. There is a way to peace. We have to stop saying these declarations over ourselves, as hard as it might be, even if it feels so real. We have to monitor our intake of anxiety-inducing situations, stimulus, thoughts, TV, news, people, movies, entertainment, people that we're spending our time with, conversations that we're listening to. You need to move your body. You need to exercise. I'm not trying to be any sort of way other than to let you know that exercise is one of the best things that you can do to help release anxiety in your body. That medication and supplementation is there for you as a tool. The tools and resources are available. You don't need to be a hero. And last but not least, prayer. Praying asking God for help with anxiety, asking other people to pray over you because you need that support. This isn't time, like I said, to be a hero. It takes great strength, great strength to be able to ask for help when it comes with this, okay? And to recognize that this is not the plan that God has for your life, for you to be afraid for the rest of your existence. One scenario runner to another Many of those things that I spent that time on running scenarios for never, ever happened. 
They've yet to have happen. And yet I gave so much time and my energy to them. I didn't feel that I had a choice. You absolutely have a choice in how this goes. Anxiety does not have to govern you and you do not have to be a slave to it. And I truly believe that anxiety can be broken off of you, over you, and that despite whatever may be coming your way, that you can operate from a place of peace, from groundedness, and that you can help other people achieve that too. I think the reason why it was so insane for me to be standing in Scotland. I was standing up on this beautiful place called the Quiring. The Quiring, I can't really pronounce it. <laughs> if you're Scottish, maybe you can help me pronounce it. But I stood at this place, this location. It was like one, it was like at the top of the earth. It was the most beautiful, profound setting that I had ever seen. It felt like Middle Earth. It felt prehistoric. It felt like a dinosaur was going to run around the corner. There was no one around, nothing for miles, wilderness. And it was just incredible to stand there in awe of creation and just feel like so significant and so small at the same time. And in that moment, after so much fear and so much anxiety, I stood there and I go, I can't believe I almost missed this. I can't believe I almost missed this because I was so afraid of something going wrong. And so many things went right. There were so many moments of beauty and wonder and joy and peace and excitement along that trip. I actually felt safer over there than I have here in my own home, <laughs> in my own country. I felt so much, I felt safe the entire trip I was there, the entire time. But I stood there and I just stood in awe and wonder. And I felt in my spirit, felt like I heard God just say, see, I'm always with you. And I want to offer that to you today. If you're listening to this, if you have been combating these things, I'm trying to tell you in love and in friendship that Man, gang, if you're if you're facing so much opposition, if there is anxiety that's feeling like it is trying to keep you down and keep you back, I want to argue and declare so strongly that there is a significant reason why it's come towards you. I feel like these I had somebody message me on Instagram the other day and she said, It's so apparent to me why you have had to face so much adversary because you have a voice that has so much power and people need to hear it. No wonder. No wonder so much came to take you out. I couldn't agree more. I think so much of that exact thing might have been to keep me from saying exactly what I'm saying to you today on this episode. There is a way through anxiety, friend, and there is peace to be found despite chaos around you. And I want to offer that to you. I want to show you that there is a path forward to it and that it does not have to always be panic, fear, intrusive thoughts, and the dark night of the soul. And the last thing I'll leave you with is as I was going up into the clouds, it gets really scary for me when I'm flying anytime I can't see blue sky or the sun, if I can't see the ground. If I can't see the ground, you know what I'm talking about? Like when you're flying and like the pilots are going through like clouds and you all, you can't, it's just gray. That's probably the most anxious I feel on a flight because I can't see. I don't know. I can't, not only am I high, not only am I like in, I have no control, but I can't actually see outside. <laughs> I can't see. It's just gray clouds. And I'm like, where is the ground? Where is the sky? Like, where are we? And I just, it's, it's just the worst for me, especially if it's bumpy, <laughs> especially if getting through them, it's bumpy. I can't see it's bumpy. I'm just like, wow, I have no control in this moment. Anything could happen to me. But the truth is, is that when you actually get up above it, when you get up above it, it is always blue and the sun is always there. 
You just have to get above it in order to be able to see it. I spent the last two and a half years living in those bumpy gray clouds. And I'm not trying in any way to deny anyone's personal experience today. Those were some of the hardest years of my life. And I couldn't see anything. And in those cloudy moments, all I felt was fear. All I felt was scared. All I could do was ask what's going to happen to me. I'm telling you, friend, today, you can get above it. You can get up above it. It might be a little bit of a fight, but what I found more than anything is that it's a great surrender. (laughs) I thought it was a fight. I thought I had to fight, fight, fight to get there. Fight for my peace. Fight for my peace. I had to surrender and not surrender to the anxiety. Surrender to the help. Surrender to the support. Surrender to the changes. Surrender to the prayers. Surrender to facing my fears, to letting myself know that I can handle this and I can get through it. And I want to tell you that today because I know someone today needs this message. I know a lot of us need it. So put these things into practice. Start prioritizing these things. I feel it can help you. I really do. I know how much it's helped me. You just have to get above it. You just have to get above it. And you can. And you will. You will. You will. 